0: And away we go. It is the BCJ Podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on Bearcatjournal.com. It's a new era for the Holy Grail. They are now serving Cincy Light. You can stop by the Holy Grail and get yourself a Cincy Light, and they will donate 50 cents on top of what Ryan Geist is matching to Cincy Rains. They will donate an additional 50 cents for every beer sold. At the Holy Grail, every Cincy Light sold, 50 cents will go to Cincy Reigns. Even more reason to support the best sports bar in the city at the Holy Grail Tavern and Grill at the Banks. They will get you taken care of as you are downtown and having a good time. All right, let's get to it. It is Battle for the Victory Bell Week. Dave, are we going to have our normal... Battle for the victory bell week conversation this this week.
1: What about like not ever playing? Are, again? are we
0: ever going yeah, should the no should the rivalry continue? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, we almost have to. It's almost tradition. We've done it for however many Miami episodes we've had in these. Uh, what are we at now?
1: At, at this point, like three hundred and ninety-seven <laughs> shows. The the contract I what th- is what through twenty twenty-nine. Yeah, twenty twenty nine. And, and so, like, so they're certainly not going. To, I, I shouldn't say certainly. It's hard to imagine they're going to pay money to get out of a contract that doesn't cost them money. Like, right? You know. So, uh, you know, and you get essentially two, you know, two quote unquote home games. I know they split a lot of the revenues and whatever at Paul Brown. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know. Come, let's let's see what happens in the when we get to twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven, and if there's no extension you know the extension conversation in the works or has have been uh, executed, then maybe the conversation is worth having again.
0: You know what the funny part about this conversation now is? It would almost be better for Miami to cancel it.
1: Well, yeah, because they could. Charge someone
0: a million and a half dollars to pay to from play somebody a, a buy game from somebody every season, and supplement their athletic department. Because I'll tell you what they're not doing on game days uh, in Miami: making a million and a half dollars.
1: That's what you're going to say, making money?
0: Well, that's kind of yeah. That's the, what I was implying there. They certainly are not making a million and a half out. Like they got a million and a no. half to go to Miami.
1: I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna. know be solely or largely committed to winning the mech which i think is actually the thing that they should be doing yeah then then just play prostitute games yeah like play play you play your fcs game at home yep and then go get paid to play three other games and then go win go try to win the mech
0: yeah Play two, two. Yeah, buy maybe games. maybe
1: you can get a home and home with like another G five, a Sunbelt, Belt, an AAC right. or whatever, and then right. go play two G fives. I mean, or G fives. Go, go play two, people? you know, power, power conference guys, teams, yeah. so to speak, instead Make of playing. You know, I don't even know they they played. Obviously, they played UMass. That's not an FCS. I don't even know who they play next week. It's got to be something along those lines. Um, since they've already played, this will be their third quote-unquote you know fbs or higher level team yeah so yeah i mean you know like i said it almost makes more sense for them to try to get out of it
0: yeah I, that's the funny part is that conversation now kind of changes with how much money people are getting to to pay uh to play by
1: well, that's the thing i always try to exp- you know in a very polite and reasoned way explain to people when they want to get rid of the fcs game and i'm like okay what are you replacing it with right you're only paying these fcs teams probably on average 500 grand yeah so why you're gonna you're not gonna replace it and then do a home and home with another mac team right you're not you're not going to replace it and do a buy game against a mac or AAC or Sunbelt or Conference, state, that's gonna cost a free you game and, and, tra- and, and yeah. right and paying someone over a million dollars. Yeah. Because I hear that's a lot, well, why don't we turn the Miami game into our FCS game? And I'm like, okay, well, what are you replacing it with then?
0: It's a great question. I mean, it's interesting that like the, the conversation has like flipped on, you know. The, the Miami game because it actually it benefits them way more to get rid of it now than it does UC. It could yeah. <laughs> Just in, in different ways not necessarily on the field, but uh it's yeah. it's interesting.
1: Because I mean all, with right. all the with whether it's like a Louisville, a Kentucky, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, like they could Purdue, Indiana, pit, they could find a very close proximity game yep. and probably wouldn't cost them that much. And you know, it's and then make some make some decent scratch, but yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think we need to have the 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 tried and true Dave Simone. Why do you hate playing this game conversation anymore? <laughs> I've used all my my emo on that one for however many years. I'm I'm sure people That's will be funny. happy to just move on. All
0: right, let's uh let's put a bow on pit. And this segment is brought to you by Homefield, our partners at Homefield Apparel. Homefield's Canm's kickoff is here to make sure you are ready for the 2023 college football season in style. New customers can get 15% off of their first order with promo code BCJ23. Go check out their Cincinnati line. It is outstanding. Uh a lot of, of warm weather stuff, t-shirts, tank tops, things of that nature. But fall is starting to uh to settle in. And they've got joggers, they've got hoodies, they've got crewnecks, they've got quarter zips, uh, you name it. They have all the good stuff. Were you about to say something?
1: No, I've been trying to repost your tweet about the show. And when I, every time I would hit it, I would, I would hit the YouTube link instead of the, the repost button. I did it like three times. <laughs> I saw you like I like you were mumbling something to yourself, like you were ready
0: to say something turns out those were just cuss words
1: yeah mm -hmm, pretty much
0: (laughs) but homefieldapparel.com they will get you taken care of uh a great selection of a bunch of uh old school uh retro uc designs and super comfortable and you will love it uh bcj23 at checkout we'll get new customers 15 percent off um we've had a couple days I know you guys touched on it extensively on uh, on the brunch, and we hit it again uh, on the BVP on on Monday, and then Aaron and George hit it last night. So this game has been talked about uh, ad nauseum, but four days away from it, like, look, we didn't think this team was going to be 2-0. and we, we thought they, the odds were that they would be 1-1. I think we felt better about their chances to win after week one. And I mean, for all intents and purposes, that, that's a game that they controlled, Dave. Like it, didn't, Oh, for sure. You know, 20 to seven, 27 to seven, like, yeah, Pitt scored a couple touchdowns and at least made it interesting, but that's a game that, Hey, I don't know how you could, I mean, you know, sure. Maybe if they, they finished off the second half and they won, 34-7, to seven, like you feel better about it. But ultimately, you did get a little game pressure. Um, But you took a physical team that wanted to punch you in the mouth, and you laid them up in the corner and, and didn't let them do any of the things that they wanted to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think whether it's me, like, you know, home games, I'm tailgating and then watching the game. And then, like, for the pick game, we were at my parents, a bunch of people. So – I do always try, even though on the next day show, like I know I'm not able to capture everything. So I do a lot of rewatching just to kind of go back over what, you know, confirming or whatever I see. And I do actually have quite a bit of notes on this game, but um, I'll start offensively. I think especially through the first two games, I've been really impressed with Emory Jones's accuracy when he is outside the pocket throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. I mean he's he's still like 75% ish or whatever just in general but against EKU it was more of the like traditional deep ball and that was I mean He threw great balls, but guys were also like several yards open, and they they were hitting stride. It wasn't like they were several yards open. it in the
0: bucket, yeah, and had to
1: stop to catch the ball and then got tackled or, or whatever. But against Pitt, it was not the deep shots. It was rollouts where he's kind of fading back, even away from pressure, and still throwing very accurate passes. You know, fifteen ish plus yards down the field. I'm not saying that I totally didn't expect it, but that's you know, if you're an accurate passer or a not accurate passer, those are the type of throws, which we saw on the other side with Phil Dracovic, um, you're just not going to all of a sudden just show up one day and be that accurate uh, right. day when you haven't shown that in your, in your past history. So, I mean, the way he's played, we talked about it a lot on last Wednesday's show of don't take – a bad play and make it a terrible play. And I thought he did that a bunch. There were several times he dropped back, could tell that either guys weren't open or the pressure was coming and he just got three yards or took a, or took a four yard sack. Like
0: I, I do want to give the staff a ton of credit on that. Like you could tell there was a emphasis on get zero. Like, don't let them tackle for loss you like into into oblivion. And Corey Kiner didn't have a a lost yard. Where it makes it
1: second and twelve or third and thirteen, and then you know you know they're coming, and you know you have to run a more developed route to even have a chance to get the first down. So you're just you're almost like a sitting duck back there at, at, at some points. But no, I thought the way they called the game, and then. The way that he managed it in the sense of just like I'm I'm just gonna get what I can get. We'll live to play another down. We'll see what happens. Defense is playing good, especially when you're up 27-7 in the third quarter. Like, yeah, do not do anything that gives them like we saw at the very end where the defense stood up and made the stop, but like don't give them short fields. Like they haven't driven the ball in you all game. Right. Don't don't put the ball, don't try to hold on to it. Don't put the ball in a bad spot where they only have to go 40 yards or something so he's impressed me through two weeks i think Corey kiner looks much more decisive and quicker than he did last year uh it it seems like his vision has has improved a little bit too just the way that he's kind of seeing the holes and they're not even really doing very much outside zone yet um
0: even the stuff that they are they've been cutting up inside more than they've been taking it yeah it's away. not
1: like it's not the traditional where like the half line the center guard tackle are really moving down the line outside right. the hash marks and the running back is kind of slow playing it slow playing it and then cutting it up when he sees that hole like a lot of this stuff is still between the tackles yeah i just think he, he just looks more he looks better like he, I didn't think he was that kind of a runner last year. And, you know, I think, I think through
0: holes.
1: <laughs> through, well, that also is can be the case. But I mean, even, you know, he's had the two long runs where there's been big holes. But even on his 11, 13, whatever yard runs he had against Pitt, he wasn't contacted until the linebackers, you know, four, five, six yards yeah. downfield. So I thought he's been doing well. Um, I thought he
0: did a great Mike Warren impersonation like five or six times where they had him hemmed up for what could have been a loss of two or three and he found his way back to the line of scrimmage. At least oh yeah, there
1: was one I don't know if it was it would have been fourth fourth quarter where, you know, the guys on the line pretty much missed their blocks and they had him twice dead to rights like four or five yards behind the line. And he did a jump cut and made one, and just got back to the line of scrimmage. Um, So no, he's he's been very good. I, you guys talked about it on Monday. Just the overall offensive creativity, the variance in what they're doing. Um, You know, they against Pitt, they started moving on several run plays. They moved Buford outside of Williams, and had excuse me, power to the left. I don't think I saw it reverse. I don't think we've seen Williams go outside Buford. But they had, you know, power to the left, which is a different look. Just, it just feels like, I don't want to keep bemoaning this, but it just feels like there is a rhyme and reason to what they're doing offensively so far. Again, two games, two data points, SCS, and we'll get into what my – opinion of Pitt is um middling power five team but just to to date I've been I've been happy with um just what we've seen offensively. You know, you score 66, 27, you know, your average you know, we'll see you know how that continues. But and then I know there's been a lot of talk about like what happened in the second half and from watching it here's what I gathered. And and Coach Centerfield even mentioned it like you know, he said I probably called the second half maybe a little more conservative. But you call a game based on the time and score of the game. You play to win the game. It's 27-7. Like, to seven. It's before. What, I mean, where did you, like, he's not going to go five wide and chuck it. Well, and,
0: and here's the other thing that we talked about the other night. Like, it's not like they were super aggressive all game and then
1: shut right. it down. Yeah.
0: The longest pass play was Brayden Smith to Xavier Henderson. Yeah. Emory Jones, I don't think, threw more than – two or three balls over 20
1: yards. His longest, I think, was 21. Most of them were, like, in the 15 to 20 right. range. But, so, Pitt certainly played better against the run. Yeah. And we, we yes, we did not do as good of a job blocking. I saw several plays where guys just got beat pretty much instantly. Um, And they run a 4-3. And so, a traditional 4-3, you already have – you know, seven guys roughly within five yards of the line. Well, when you're down 27-7 on first down, what do you, you know, you have have a pretty good idea. You have a pretty good idea that 80% of the time, the team that's up 27-7 in the second half is going to run the ball. So what do you do at the, as soon as it's snapped, those linebackers take two steps up. So now you've got seven guys within two yards of the line of scrimmage. And there's just not as many places for guys to run at that point. Right, Like they're more willing to sell out to stop the run because they're like, they're not going to throw. And if they do, then so be it. We'll either get to them because we have seven guys fairly close or they're going to win 50 to seven. We're going to take our chance that they're not going to just keep dropping back. So we're going to put seven guys even closer to the line, run blitz and not even necessarily run blitz, just step into those gaps and those holes When the ball snapped, because off, right, right, because we figured like there's better than you know whatever chance that that's what they're going to do, and that's what they did because that's what you do when you're up twenty in yeah. the second half, and you ran for 180 yards in the first half, so you're like, why would we stop running? <laughs> exactly. Uh On the defensive side, Eric Phillips, I think is is he starting to answer our pre or question about like who's the other guy besides D.G.
0: I think so. I maybe want to see – a not, now I'm getting a greedy. I maybe want to see a little more. Like, I want to see him splash a little bit more. But when he's splashed, like, he's I been mean, really good.
1: If he has a sack of game, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah,
0: sure. Like <laughs> I I I said, that's
1: what he's on pace for.
0: I said I was getting greedy, Dave, because he's looked so good on those two sacks. Like, I maybe maybe show me a little more of that, EB. Maybe Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Pitt's passing game? Trash. I, so tell me if you've ever seen this. Have you ever watched a passing game and a quarterback performance that was that bad that had three touchdowns and no interceptions?
0: No. <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I, I said what it reminded me of. I don't know if you agree or not. It reminded Temple, me of Temple, Temple a couple years ago, yeah. Where they didn't have any other offense than just – Send guys vertical and hope that you have enough time to chuck it up in the air and see what happens.
1: Yeah, was, he was. I mean, I I rewatched today a little bit because I wanted to chart his throws. So on throws of 15 yards or more, like air yards, that didn't that were actual plays didn't result in a penalty. He was four for 16.
0: And the one was when he almost yeah. got sacked. The one was a, a punt
1: that the receiver always has the upper hand because he's looking back at the ball. Yeah, the DB's tracking the receiver, so the DB has no idea that the quarterback got hit and the ball went, you know, thirty yards up in the air and ten right. yards short of where he thinks it's going to go based on how the receiver's running. The receiver sees it immediately, stops, turns around, and there's no way a DB can can do that, especially if you're playing man if you're playing zone then the safety has a chance to come over right but we play man so your back is going to be turned more times than not so it's just you know it's just the the luck of you know the bad luck of the situation um but his their awfulness passing the ball does still give me some concern when we play like there were several that Much better receivers and quarterbacks would have been able to complete. So how do you?
0: Well, you know, I, I, I I don't fully agree with that because a lot of those he was still under pressure to where you know how does it affect any quarterback when they're trying to throw with somebody in their
1: yeah, but there were also quite a few where he was you would expect a major Division one quarterback to complete uh, more passes than he did. When he was not like in the process of getting hit, Didn't several over three hundred on Louisville last year. Uh At BC, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he lit them well, up pretty good. They had Zay Flowers too. That probably helped. True. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can throw him a lot of screens and and get a lot of yeah. yards, but sure. Um, I just you know, I think it. I think he's bad. I don't. His arm strength was a surprise to me. Like, I felt like he couldn't really push the ball down the field with any. Velocity, like there were so many balls, they just floated. Well, they float, or or they just nosedived. Like, how many did he did land at guy's feet?
0: Yeah. Well, anytime he tried to put zip on it, it was like a sinker.
1: So, yeah, and I I think we're gonna see we're gonna get a very similar passing attack this week. Not in that Gabbert's arm is like that, but I think they're gonna just throw it up to. Uh, gauge Loverdan as many times as they can and just hope he either outruns the guy or gets a pen gets a penalty
0: that will be interesting because it will be really the first time we've seen a legit number one wide receiver I, I can tell you what Pitt did not do on Saturday they did not really test Jordan Young
1: they didn't well they also didn't complete a single pass to their number one receiver and they threw it at him 11 times
0: yeah well, I guess they did try to test Jordan. They did not successfully <laughs> right. test Jordan Young. I guess is what I'm getting at.
1: Um, but then, like Justin Harris, I know we, we've talked a lot about that. I think I think his technique was good. He just gets grabby. I mean, he got handsy last year. He's when you're a man corner, like you're going to use your hands. Like that's part of the deal. He just, you know, got a little over aggressive with him. I don't think it, it wasn't like he was getting. Beat bad and just grabbing guys right. to keep to keep them from scoring seventy yard touchdowns. Right, and and Coach Satterfield, Coach Centerfield mentioned it, it post game, and he mentioned it this week, just talking about like saying giving him some help. I read that as like maybe not playing one hundred percent, man. Like maybe maybe leaving sh- him a safety over the top, maybe shading the safety. Hell, you know, like. You know, because they're going to be a man team. We want I want them to be a man team. You're aggressive as a man, like that's fine. But you do need to be able to adjust in game, whether it's a guy is just torching your guy or guys just having a hard time with grabbing and they're calling it. And yes, yeah, some of those were not fouls. Some of them absolutely were. So you got to be able to to kind of make adjustments in game. You can't just always be like, hey, we're a man team and we're going to do that no matter what, and he's just got to stop. Like, no, you got to – sometimes you got to give him help. I mean, if an offensive tackle is having a hard time blocking a really good defensive end, they don't just say, hey, you know, this is how we do it. You're just going to have to figure it out. Like, they chip. They add a tight end. Like, they do – offenses do different things. So, I think defensively they need to do the same. Um, and then kind of the last thing is – this game, you know, of course you can't – you don't know how it would go 100%, but, like, there were four plays that were huge changes in the game that UC could have won by even more. They had third and 11 in the second half, and an incomplete pass, Daniel Greshik got a personal foul hands to the face, so it gave him a new set of downs. Third and 10. Yeah, both guys had hands to the face, by oh, the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. You know, you third and 10, P.I., new set of downs they score a touchdown on fourth and nine and then they score a touchdown on third and 10 from the 16 like yeah. just because like if that pass is incomplete are they going for it i mean i'm assuming they are but they're going for it on fourth and 10 from our 16 um obviously if they don't score the touchdown on fourth and nine it's our ball so there were just a lot of a lot of points in the game that you know we had you know screw-ups got the raw end of the deal, whatever you want to say that, you know, could have, could have even changed things more. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, I don't
0: know. I, I thought ultimately they played really well for four quarters. It, yeah. The fourth quarter wasn't what you wanted, but some of that was again, like you're talking about pits was fortuitous on multiple different occasions in that fourth quarter where, if they don't make one play, things look drastically different. If they don't get one flag, things look drastically yeah. different. I mean, we
1: had a busted coverage on a 60 yard pass, and they were able to capitalize on it. And, you know, you, you're not going to, that's the thing, too, is like sometimes, like in the first half, the offense and the defense played really good. Obviously, you're up 20 to 7, and then you score. They fumble, you know, 11 minutes or so to go in the yeah. third quarter, and you score quickly, and you're up 27 to 7. And then the offense doesn't play as well, and the defense doesn't play as well, and they come get back in it. But then they both played well at the end. Like you're just not gonna like this team this year. This these opponents, you're just not gonna have games like we used to have, where you just show up and you just roll first, second, third, fourth quarter, and you you don't even break a sweat, and you're like this is forty two nothing at halftime, and we did whatever we wanted. That's not gonna happen.
0: You're you're also playing P five teams who have generally a great deal of talent or a great deal more talent than most of the teams in the American that they were playing. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh,
1: Your thoughts on Pitt? I don't think they're very good. Like, if they go six and six, I'll be surprised. Really? Yeah. Like that offense is dreadful.
0: But they don't have any splash at running back. They really they don't. don't even they didn't even try. Yeah.
1: Like they're splitting carries between three like okay, pretty good guys. They gave them they ran the ball eighteen times. Now granted they were down, but like you're supposed to be a run, like you can still run it to get back into a game. Like you don't have to drop back and throw every play.
0: I mean it was seventeen seven in the middle of the second quarter. That's not
1: It was ten to seven, right? It was their quarter. Like Phil Jakovic is awful. I don't know if he's that bad. Going to be that bad every week, but like that. That if I'm a fan and I saw my quarterback do that, where he's bouncing balls, throwing balls out of bounds, like I'm like, this is the best guy we got.
0: Yeah. I, I also think like. That was validation on how good this defensive line is.
1: Yeah, that's one, a pretty
0: good offensive line. They're
1: one and a half point favorites against West Virginia this week.
0: Vegas caught up real quick.
1: I mean, they st- and they still play Louisville, Florida State, Notre Dame, North Carolina. Like they're going to have to score. They don't win this too. week. Like my six and six thing might really be accurate. Yeah. Michigan State will not be hiring Patton. Nar- <laughs> no. They probably didn't not. look
0: good. Like they and we'll find out. Like, hey, guess what? We found out Eastern Kentucky was a lot better than six. Hey, Ner- six Ner- to- we all
1: know Narduzzi like does not like offense. Yeah. But like, okay, so then just be a be a manball team. Like be a big smashy ugly team. They don't even do like they don't even doing that.
0: Yeah, be a Big Ten team. No, they, they're, 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 they tried to be an ACC team.
1: They ran no but, screens. They ran no quick quick game. There was no quick game at all in their yeah. passing game. None.
0: They got dominated at the point of attack. So, Pretty
1: wouldn't you run, so would you run quick game? Yeah, you
0: would try. You would <laughs> Instead
1: man. of dropping this guy back and throwing it 20, 30 yards down the field more than 50% of the time?
0: Yeah. They did not look good. So, in any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about those guys moving forward. But you know, whatever.
0: I mean, when Cincinnati's in the national championship hunt, we're <laughs> going to hear about
1: them. Yeah, it might not be. It might be looked at as like a bad. You know, the, those the old it's bad, bad win. win, the bad wins,
0: the bad good win. loss, the
1: good losses, and the bad wins. That was always my favorites in basketball. It's a bad win. Bad win and a good loss. I didn't know there was such a thing as a good loss.
0: <laughs> um, anything else on Pitt? Not on pit. I'm all good there. All right. That brings us to our Turtles Brew timestamp. Zero carbs, zero sugar, gluten-free, bourbon-infused sweet tea. Visit www.turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. They have cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange vanilla. They have 50 locations. In Greater Cincinnati, a portion of the proceeds go to Save the Sea Turtles. They are in Toledo, Cincinnati, and expanding now in Central
1: Ohio. I do want to answer Josh's question real quick, because I think it's an interesting one. Okay. Asking about how many above-average QBs do you think we're going to play the rest of the year? So, obviously, Miami, I think Brett Gabbard is an above-average QB uh Oklahoma, whether it's Dylan Gabriel or Jackson Arnold above average.
0: I think Dylan Gabriel's pretty average, but he's. That's well, just me.
1: I mean he's he's more I would get him more than, an average. More than 60 teams in the country would want him as their quarterback.
0: Yeah. I'm, I I I'm just saying I would go average.
1: Uh the UIU, Keen Slovis, very average. Like, can he have a great game? Sure, because he's done it several times, but can he be terrible. Yeah, he did it last year against uh Louisville. Yes. Yeah. Iowa State, no. Baylor, if uh their starter's healthy, yeah, he's above average. Oklahoma State, at this point, I would say no, because they don't they're still playing three quarterbacks, so that tells me that there's not one that's outstanding. UCF, is John rice Plumley playing? If he is, yes, if not, no. Uh, Houston, no. West Virginia, no. And Kansas, yes. So, like, four? Five? Yeah. Six, if we're, you know...
0: Being being overly generous. generous. Yeah. Ten games left. That's about half. Yeah. it's about half. The more Um, interesting
1: one is how many defenses are above average. Because Pitt
0: still might be one of the top two or three defenses they play all season. Well,
1: we'll get into it next week, but... And then it's very early. So there are still like in SP plus is one of them that like, there's still a lot of preseason prediction baked into nice. like yeah. SP plus. And like a lot of these, like K Ford, I think is one where it's, you know, your first game is worth hundred percent. So if you blow the shit out of EKU, you look great. And then now the two games are worth 50%. And then after this week, it'll be worth 33. Oklahoma's defense is actually awesome so far. Yeah, so which is, they they flip like their offense is okay. It's not phenomenal, right? So yeah, we'll we'll see what they do at Tulsa this week with all the I don't know if I want to call it turmoil, but there's just a lot of noise around the program right now. So we'll see how much that affects yeah affects their game and and you know having a rough go of it against SMU last week, but but yeah, I don't. There's not like a there's certainly not. A Quarterback that we play the rest of the year, where I'm like, this dude might light us up no matter what we do. Yeah, Jalen Daniels is pretty damn good. He might, <laughs> their offense he is might. so fun to watch, but that's yeah. a long time from now. So, a lot can happen between now and uh Kansas, yeah, November now 25th. and November,
0: yeah. Late Although,
1: November. I foot, football is obviously my favorite season, but I hate it so much, like, we are already. After Saturday, we'll be a quarter of the way done. Yep. I just, it sucks so much. Like, <laughs> we talk about it all year. We can't wait for September to get here. And boom, like that, we're going to be three games in.
0: Yeah. interesting. It's interesting. All right. Let's get to uh, taking a look at Miami. That is brought to you by Team Ticker, our weekly preview. Uh, I've got it. We got a special, Gabe. Okay? Team Ticker is running a 25% off promotion starting this Saturday to celebrate the addition of both Michigan State and Penn State uh, into the the line. Um, So all you have to do, order your Team Ticker, get 25% off starting on Saturday. If you don't know, Team Ticker is a a one-of-a-kind sports sign. It's a high-tech retro display that provides daily updates of the latest news. Stats, schedules, and much more. No subscription required. If you're looking for the perfect addition to your man cave or a gift for that special Bearcats fan, maybe a dorm room, maybe uh, your kid's bedroom. You got a a, a younger kid that's in high school? It would be a great addition for their bedroom. Go to teamticker.com and pick up your team ticker today.
1: Do you think Mel Tucker has one?
0: He's got an iPad, but I don't think it's playing team ticker. (laughs) something else
1: Ooh. what a mess that is Ooh. Ooh.
0: uh yeah i, I don't even want to no. get it no no no, no 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 <laughs> i don't want to make jokes i don't i'm just we're just going to leave that alone um miami we've talked a, a, a big time quarterback a good high level wide receiver he actually is it, like helps in in the the return game as well right returns like they, punts. yeah they, they use him in a lot of ways. He had 270 yards or whatever.
1: On nine catches, uh, three on touchdowns. nine catches,
0: had a 99-yard touchdown catch. Um, but offensively, it's it's those two, right? They, they don't have a ton else.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, all, again, two games. But, like, Gabbard's 56% on the year, a little over 400 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. 2021 was his best year, and he was still a 60% passer. So I, you know, just like I mentioned last week, like Sky's in his fifth year, he's pretty much a 60 to 62% passer. Uh, they've given up six sacks so far in the two games. He's not real. I don't really think he's a runner. Like I'm sure he will if he has to. Yeah, like, but yeah. they're not. They're not designing anything for him. But no. he will push the ball down the field. Um, you know, the receiver is Gage Larvidan, a Southeast Louisiana transfer. So They he's will got, feed him. Oh, yeah. He's got 16 catches. Nobody else has more than two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he'll line up outside. He'll line up in the slot. He's a smaller guy and he's got legit speed. So I'll be interested to see what Brian Brown does. Do we just say, screw it? Like, we're just going to double him. We're going to shade the safety. We're going to like, you want to throw it to him? Great. We're going to put two guys over there, and we're going to, you know, dare you to just throw it to your other guys. Does he say, we're going to mix it up, because I don't want to give up a deep ball, because this dude will run by our guys. Like, he is legit fast. If they give him enough time to run a deep ball play, he will run deep. Right. So, do you not, maybe, do you see more, a little bit more zone? I mean, we don't even know if they, I haven't watched enough Louisville tape little tape, like, I don't even know if they'll play any zone. I mean, I'm just... I might just be making this up like, Hey, let's play some zone. And he might go, we don't play zone. <laughs> like we literally do at I mean, all. You would think with what is essentially
0: an attacking three, four defense, there would be some zone. Well,
1: it's hard to play zone. If you're going to rush six and seven guys all the time. True. <laughs> Cause there's only four guys out there. There's not a lot of zones for them to occupy. Right. <laughs> if, if the other team has, you know, three, or four wide receivers out there, it's, it makes it a little different, but. So um, play
0: zone ideally
1: you have six at least you at least have some uh five because yeah you know because you could zone a, a portion of the field yeah. with five guys you know, with yeah with three versus two
0: if you're asking four guys to play zone they're playing man
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: because the zones are <laughs> or,
1: yeah so running back uh Rashad Amos He's got 31 carries. Nobody else has more than nine. He's another bigger guy like Daniel Carter last week, 6'2", 234, fullback size. They have no rushing touchdowns this year through two games. Obviously, they didn't score a touchdown against Miami, Florida. But um, I just – like, their line, they've got some either youth slash and or inexperience in the middle. Got some returning guys, but, like, I don't see their line – being able to withstand our line if Pitt's line couldn't, um, and they are
0: you know, they going to be allowed to grab people as they run by
1: them? We'll see. I'm sure we'll see more quick game. I mean, that's where EKU had success was on quick game. Yeah, they didn't hit. They didn't hit any shot plays. They was on quick yeah. game. Yeah. So if I'm Chuck Martin and I'm watching the two games that UCT has played so far, and I've watched one team have some success throwing the ball quickly and I watched another team not have any success because they sat back there and threw it down the field all the time, I'm probably going to lean back into a little bit more quick game and put Gage Larverdain in the slot to get him the ball. Yeah. And not just keep running him down the field thinking that my mind's going to hold up long enough for them to get there. Defensively, like offensively though, again, two games, but like they're 120 in SP plus. Like that is dreadful.
0: Especially when you have a star wide receiver that just had a two hundred. I mean, like they were probably
1: they were probably so bad against, against Miami, Miami, yeah. That playing then playing UMass, they still threw two interceptions against um, UMass and fumbled. So they're not. It wasn't like it was clean, and they were up thirty-one twenty-eight in the fourth quarter with eleven minutes left before they scored two touchdowns to make it look like a bigger a bigger score. I mean, it was a pretty back and forth game, actually. They jumped out twenty-one nothing, and UMass came back and you know made it more of a game in the fourth quarter. Some wild travel stuff. So this is their third straight road game. Mm-hmm. I was listening to I, I actually love listening to Chuck Martin's press conferences because he just tells you exactly what he thinks. It's great. Um, so they had that huge weather delay. They yeah. ate their post-game meal at 7.30 in the locker room when it was still the first quarter. Because he's like, <laughs> we ate pre-game at 11.30. The game was supposed yeah. to start at 3.30. Now we're on a five-hour delay. These guys are starving. Right. Like, obviously, UMass, probably not the best facilities. They brought extra buses in, and the players just took their gear off and went and sat in the buses So because they were air-conditioned.
0: Because there was more room than what you had in the UMass locker room. Well, it was—it
1: was, certainly wasn't as like, hot and muggy and, and yeah. humid and everything. So they didn't get back. Like, UC's game ended well before theirs did. They didn't get back to Oxford until 6.30 Sunday morning. Holy crap. So Sunday's obviously a wash for them. And, the, yeah. you know, they'll make it up. UC could have took office <laughs> and been home from oh, Pit quicker than that. They could have driven to Pitt. They could have driven home and driven back to Pitt and still gotten <laughs> back before they ended. So I'm not sure how much of an effect that'll have on them only two games into the season, but it certainly interrupted their traditional schedules and, and yeah, it blows that off
0: nature. it completely crushes Sunday. Anything you did on Sunday is pretty much out of the way. He said they now. let
1: them sleep for a while and then just got a lift in basically so they could yeah. like just keep their bodies from like not shutting down, but you know, so you still feel like you're doing right. everything you're supposed to do. Uh defensively, they're 85th in SP plus. They only have they have four sacks through two games. I'd say Matt Salpak is probably their best player, and then Michael Dowell is an MSU Michigan State transfer that was on their team last year. Safety, he's got two interceptions so far this year. They're pretty good guys. Defensive line's all right. Like, um, Kobe Hilton's probably the best D-lineman, three returning starters. But not, I mean, like you'd expect, not the size to probably handle you seeing ground game. Corners are young, inexperienced. I think we could see more of the EKU game plan. Like, let's take some shots down the field. Uh, UMass hit them for like a 50-yard touchdown over the top. So I think you could, you know, we, me, mean, you both thought EKU, they're going to, we're going to just run it down their throat. Yeah. And they came out and threw it all over the place at the beginning. I'm not saying it's going to be 100% back to that, but I I think you're going to see more of the EKU game plan with, you know, the half rolls and the drop back and the straight drops and airing it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, Satterfield told us on Tuesday, we're not going to give them
0: time to get after us. We are going to have a clock in practice. We're going to be screaming his internal clock on when he needs to get the ball out. We're going to be designing plays so that he's not standing back there, you know, waiting for guys to run open. Some of that because their pass rush, some of it also, as we saw, they they're pretty good in coverage. Like, you know, even, even the the longer plays that Cincinnati completed for the most part, Pitt had a guy that was in, you know, positive coverage. That's not going to be the case with Miami. Like you're not going to have to, Adjust your game plan. And we didn't talk about this enough, just to quickly go back to Pitt. That was the advantage of Satterfield knowing Narduzzi's defense. As they knew going in, we have to drill these guys all week on this, this, and this, because we know what's coming from them. He he doesn't know that against Miami, but I just don't think there's a whole lot that Miami's defense does that is going to make you have to like Dip into your bag of tricks,
1: right? You're just gonna, you're going to run your stuff. Yeah, you'll obviously game plan for what they do good, what they do poorly, and sure. But I'm just saying, there's not anything yeah. that you're
0: like. Look, like we have to get away from what we want to do, like because they're so good at X, yeah. Y, and Z. Like, so I, you're not going. You don't have that with Miami,
1: right? And for a little a little bit of comparison. On the analytical data side, so Sagarin ratings, you know they they rank everybody FBS and FCS in the same rating. So Miami's twenty third, UC's thirty first. So you have Miami, Florida. Uh, they you know pretty similar. similar. Yeah. Miami, Ohio's is one eleven. If I told you EKU was 23 spots higher than UMass, would you be surprised? Not really. <laughs>
0: Not really. So, so
1: EKU is 167 and UMass is 190. So our F- RFCS team, in, at least in one ratings, was the better test than. Is, is the better. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think this will be too close if you see plays anywhere like they've played the first two games you know I mean you've you have uh one you've had one interception you've had one ball that was on the field that would have that would have been considered a fumble but miles Mur- or miles Montgomery recovered his own fumble yeah that was against EKU like they've they haven't put the ball in a bad spot they haven't um, I should say what Emory, Emory got hit and fumbled against DK. Yeah, the so, sack fumble. So, so two turnovers in two games. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I think cleaning up some of the penalties, you know, just kind of like this this same stuff you work on from game one to game two, and now game two to game three. Uh, Jace, Jason asked about Avion Smith. I look, hold on. I was certain that
0: said Aaron. When I like glanced over at it, uh, in the in the chat, well, Aaron well, Smith if, take if any snaps for the Red Hawks on Saturday. Aaron
1: Smith takes any chances. I don't like or takes any snaps. I don't like their chances, especially if they want him to run the option. I don't, I don't think his lungs can handle it. I still have four years of eligibility. <laughs> Congratulations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't.
1: Um. I wouldn't stun me if he played, if they put in a, a run package for him. I don't think he's really seen that yet. I think he's thrown one pass. He probably got in in the Miami game.
0: Yeah, like
1: whatever. I, I highly doubt he played in the UMass game. <clears throat> so, I mean, could we? Sure, but, I mean, we kind of saw what he did last year. He's not – He's a, he's a chucker. Like, he's <laughs> – I mean, the only passes they completed with him last year was he just threw it up down the sideline to Mac Hippenhammer. And, and that might be the most effective offense against the Bearcats. I mean, it's probably gonna be the case. I mean <laughs> either run slants or just go balls and, and sideline fades.
0: Yeah. Nothing, nothing inside the hashes.
1: No, that's the other thing that stunned me about Pitt, like Gavin Bartholomew. Great not- tight end. It was three, awesome when they got him the he ball. Got three balls, and he was You know, I, I, one of the, you know, silly things I like doing is listening and watching other teams that do things like we do after we beat them to hear them crying, complaining, complain, blah blah blah. Apparently, he did not play the last two series. They had the ball on the right after the drive where he had a sixty-yard catch and the touchdown, and then
0: and the touchdown. Yeah, they didn't
1: play him. Apparently not. There were people saying that, like, they were sitting behind the pit bench, and he was demonstrably upset. He, they said, positively was not in on the on the drive. The next drive they had the ball. Not hundred percent sure if he played on the last drive where they where we got the sack on fourth down. Um, but yeah, I mean, your most efficient, successful offensive weapon that game. You just don't play on at least one of two drives when you're down six. Wow. That
0: seems like uh, a coaching issue. He was, he was
1: their offensive guy that I was most worried about going into the game.
0: And proved to be accurate. Like, he was the one guy that actually hurt them.
1: Well, I don't watch all these crappy teams for the hell of it. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching Oklahoma State, Arizona State Saturday night. I know. You were in the chat as me and Keegan were going. I'm like.
0: Dave, did you already wake up for tomorrow?
1: Nobody can <laughs> ever say that I'm not committed.
0: You are pot committed, <laughs> Dave. pot committed. Uh, but I, I would rather see Aaron Smith take the take snaps than Avian
1: Smith. That would be funny. Just, just I Dante will. Corleone just sitting on Aaron.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, any rap game concerns? Like no, with, you know they're not yeah, good, like. We have seen them come out like even last year it was seventeen seven Miami. We've seen them come out and and treat this as if it means more to them than it yeah. means to Cincinnati. I think we
1: Cincinnati, saw, yeah, I think we saw last year that the Bearcats were pretty inconsistent all year long. So that's not like looking back that wasn't like a huge yeah. surprise. The other big thing was last
0: year they were they had been notorious for starting brutally slow. Brutally yeah. slow, and uh, this year slow starts have not been a. Uh, <laughs> two,
1: two, yeah, two two games in the of the of Scott Satterfield coaching the Bearcats is the first quarter has been uh, quite the quarter. I think what are we? Yeah, averaging like twenty something points in the first quarter through two games.
0: I don't think it's that much, but it's not. It's in the teens, I would assume. Well, we had
1: seventeen last week, didn't we?
0: Did they, I thought it was only 10 in the first, and then the 17 came. It might have been. I don't know. Was it 28 against EKU? Did they, they didn't get 28 against. It was 21, I think. Well,
1: here, let me KU. let me see real quick. Okay. Uh, we had 10 in the first quarter last week, 10 in the second quarter. Yeah. And then against EKU, we had 21. So, 31. 16. So, 15 and a half. So, you're averaging two touchdowns in the first quarter.
0: Yeah.
1: Plus two touchdowns plus.
0: Yeah. Generally your the, the good news is that you're So why don't like we just scoring. carry
1: that over to the other three quarters and win four right? and score 48 points every game.
0: Right? That's what I would
1: do. I mean, just do that. If you could yeah. do it the first quarter, why can't you do it in all the other quarters?
0: That's absolutely what I That's would
1: when do. the other team is most prepared for you is at the beginning. Right. If we're not tired yet. Like although what it what it does tell me
0: um I never, there were a lot of great things about the previous staff. I never felt their offensive script.
1: Oh, you want to bring up the SMU game last year? Go ahead. No, I don't want to talk about it because it was <laughs> one of the most absurd first quarters of play calling I've ever seen.
0: I thought they were really good at adapting and adjusting as the game went on to what the opponent was, was attempting to do. But man, I, I you just never really got that feeling that like, all right, we're gonna come out on these, and you felt it when they played a lot of different teams, where it was like, damn, that team was ready. They scored ten points in the first quarter and then didn't score the rest of the game, like Houston in the AAC championship.
1: Yeah, like they were first scripted. couple drives, they went right down the field.
0: Yeah, they were scripted to the nines on those first couple drives. Throw
1: the ball to Tank Dell, <laughs> right. And
0: then they they couldn't make that happen the rest of the game because I I do think the staff did a great job adjusting as games went on, the previous staff. But offensive-minded coach, man, they put a lot of value in. We're sitting down before this game scripting these first two drives or 15 plays or whatever it is, and they have been very good on the first couple drives in each of these two games. No doubt. What's the uh, Simone family tailgate? Give me one second.
1: I think it's um I just I was told today. Uh, let me let me look, refresh my memory. It is uh pulled pork sandwiches. All right. <clears throat> Cincy lights, jello shots, who knows what else? I
0: mean maybe a good game for me to do some uh five or some
1: cheese counting slides. I mean, I think every game is a good game for that.
0: Well, but I mean, it's a night game, so like,
1: you know. Yeah. I can, I can
0: whip it up while we're. Uh, while yeah, you're I'm not. You're
1: not in a. You know, it's, the days aren't as rushed for the uh, assembled professional media. When, right when it's a night game also i'm
0: now the single parent of a 13 year old like i have getting up at eight o'clock
1: in the morning there are a lot of things to take care of uh, do you think keegan months. will grace us with his presence at the tailgate or will he i don't continue? know will he not show up again
0: i don't know Does i wonder if he knows how important it is to you will he go
1: into the stadium nine hours early again
0: He's, uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, the, the big J, the real big J Jurnos big J Jurno. They like to be in the stadium super early, Dave.
1: Can't be bothered hanging out with us commoners.
0: No, like you, you, the, the, the unwashed masses are, uh, you know, an afterthought.
1: I think he's just afraid, like, we're going to hold him down and force him to do jello shots.
0: He, Yeah. I think George might stop by. George heard Jello shots and perked right up last night.
1: Oh, George is a, a more than welcome to stop by. Just tell just tell him where we're at. I already did. He all said right. he
0: parks in Campus Green. Okay. So I was like, all you got to do is just take the elevator up to the top, walk out the door. There we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. More the merrier.
0: Yeah, I think that's like we don't know. There's no scheduled like weeknight night games. Mm-hmm. and we won't know like if there's you know if there's gonna be if they keep winning maybe we get a night game down the road but um I think it might yeah, be I mean, a good
1: time to whip out the
0: or do, do you think I should do the cheese coating sliders or come up with something new
1: no those were fantastic okay okay do I might need again. to bring more there wasn't enough last time Well, managed. we have you saw the crowd Very we have quickly. a big, big crowd.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know this is uh, <laughs> this is as big as uh, the Simone family. Feel like it's growing exponentially.
1: Some people weren't even there, so yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful time.
0: Yeah, I I you know it's thoroughly enjoyable, and you might get a cheesecake or a, a cheese county slider.
1: My, oh, my own. C- C- Carrie Simone said, bring them.
0: All right. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess up the, the, the flow. Oh, there's
1: nothing to mess up. Believe me, I'll eat them. (laughs) You got a, you got a prediction for the Red Hawks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go, let's go 48, 13. Okay. They do have a good kicker. So Mm -hmm. I feel like if they get, you know, they get a couple drives, it's all out. They got a, they got a good chance to kick some field goals. Yeah, it's fair.
0: Uh, everybody excited to watch Ivan Pace on Thursday Night Football tomorrow. Yes, sure, sure. absolutely, absolutely. And, J- and and Jason Kelsey. Yeah, we're always excited to watch him. Right? Have you? Did you watch the Amazon thing yet? I haven't had watched it.
1: We watched it last night. What you think? It's very good. It's uh, it's seven. It, I would say it's eighty five percent Jason. Like it. It yeah. tracks the Eagle season. I mean, there's obviously parts in it where Travis, well, is involved, but the show is mainly remember, about it's, Jason.
0: Barwin is involved, as right? Like a he's producer the producer. He's whatever. the producer, yeah.
1: And he's in the film. Is he still in the Eagles front office? I don't think he does anything for them. He's also very, very skinny, which yes. Uh, but he's he's in it a few times. Uh, Brent Salix in it. Um, All the
0: Bearcat love. Travis. It was Taylor Swift in it.
1: Taylor Swift did not make an appearance. Okay. She was. I've never seen
0: my uh, daughter more excited about anything than the idea of Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift.
1: As long as it ruins his career and helps propels the Bengals to the Super Bowl, I'm fine with it. (laughs) When she starts writing songs about their breakup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. All
0: right, that's a timestamp brought to you by Turtles Brew. Zero sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free, bourbon infused, sweet tea, cherry lime, raspberry peach, orange vanilla, 50 locations in greater Cincinnati. Turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. 6% ABV, or if you'd like, you can put a little extra, little, little extra bourbon in your Turtles Brew to up the potency. Uh, a portion of the proceeds go to Save the t- Sea Turtles, They are in Cincinnati and Toledo and now expanding in Central Ohio again. Turtlesbrew.com for more information and locations. Uh, Thoughts on the Big 12 this week, Dave? We don't have to do everybody, but, like, you
1: know. This is a dud week. Next week is, you know tell, tell conference
0: me, play for many well just yeah.
1: nationwide next week is like tell the wife tell the girlfriend tell the husband whatever when whatever you got i'm watching football all day yeah. I'm <laughs> taking application
0: i'm taking applications right now dave
1: okay <laughs> i need uh, somebody
0: to tell i'm not going to be available because i'm busy
1: this week oh my god so your big game well, I mean, in Not
0: even necessarily this week, but like any any reaction from last week leading into this week. Oh, like, Baylor! Last tell you anything?
1: Baylor, I'm very worried about. <laughs> okay, they've lost six in a row. The quarterback's out for at least another couple weeks. Um, they just—I don't know—they don't got it, man. And they've got a you know an FCS game this week, and then Texas. At UCF and Texas Tech, so they might get lucky, and John and Plumlee might be out for that UCF game. But I like, like the
0: USF kid.
1: Mm, I don't know.
0: I liked him when UC played him. I haven't seen anything of him since when UC played him. He was a big kid. He's kind of he's fast. Like I, I mean, like if he him.
1: was that good, would he have transferred somewhere to be a backup?
0: Would you want
1: to say it, USF? I would have gone somewhere and played. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the NFL sees guys at every level now. You're not getting seen backing up John Rice Plumley. Well, now
0: he's not. Well, like now that, yeah. he took now a gamble on John Rice Plumley. He's going to get injured a couple <laughs> well, times. Well, that's a, a year.
1: that's a pretty good gamble because he gets hurt every <laughs> year. Um, but no, like this week, this week, I mean, it's dreadful. Your big games are West Virginia, Pitt, TCU, Houston, Kansas State, Missouri. I guess is halfway decent. Houston, yeah. I mean, there's, oh, you know, one conference, one interconference game, one Big Twelve game. Um, but other than that, it's pretty pretty dreadful. But you know, uh, Jason. By the way, uh,
0: Kendall Bryles is not Art Bryles. Like son-in-law,
1: no. Jeff he Levy just, is
0: just his son. He's just, married. Just the just the fruit of
1: his loins. <laughs> no, he got it right. Jeff Levy. Art Bryles is Jeff Levy's father-in-law. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's right. Yeah,
0: I was thinking yeah. Kendall
1: I'm interested to see what kind what that does to him this week.
0: That's my bad, Jason. Sorry. It'll
1: me. probably, you know, pass over by the time we play him next week. Um oh yeah, like Houston TCU, I don't know what I mean <laughs> Dana, I mean I I love the guy. I mean he's basically said, I got a buyout. You wanna pay it? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: he is one of us in that you wanna pay me to not work, fucking do it.
1: Yeah, like
0: just do it, just well, fine.
1: You know, Pitt in West Virginia, Virginia, there's I guess that's a good you know we'll see but there's really nothing worthwhile this week. I'm just trying to think of like I'm not super worried about Texas Tech yet. Oregon's really good. They played a really good game against them. Yeah. I don't love them so as why? my I don't love them as my uh, Big Twelve championship content you know participant pick, but right. Uh, I, we can we cannot gloss over Texas. And they're, they
0: they apparently are pretty
1: good. They are pretty good. And you know the part that is surprising me the most about their win against Alabama is their line play. I knew they had a good quarterback. <laughs> I knew they had awesome dudes at receiver and tight end. I did not see them having, you know, especially their defensive line versus Alabama's offensive line, seeing them being a team that puts that kind of pressure on Alabama. Yeah.
0: I don't I, I said from the start, I don't think this is a good Bama team.
1: Uh, they feel they feel like a two loss, a two-loss non-SEC. Um yeah, they're still the thing though is you guys they don't take, have a quarterback. You have to though take into account like their bad was against really, really good. So who are they playing the rest of the year that has as much talent as Texas? Like, even my guys don't. LSU maybe. Like it's not like they lost to Mississippi State where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is the year." Like they lost by 10 at home to a team that's, you know, probably going to contend to go to the playoff. So I'm not sure we're going to see some like huge drop off unless they have a bunch of injuries. Yeah, but, but I mean,
0: what what that tells me is they're prone to play in a considerably larger number of close games than... Well,
1: yeah. I mean, team. last year their two losses were in overtime to LSU and that field goal to, to Tennessee in Knoxville. So, like, their bad year, where they lost two games in the regular season, was still, like, it took the other teams playing incredibly well and very, very close games to beat them.
0: Yeah, I don't see that this year. I see, like, the, the, I feel like there's going to be three or four games they're going to have to like either hold on late or make that, you know, come back at the wire that they've been so like good at over the years in the few times that it's necessary. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think this might be like a, a three loss two three loss Bama team.
1: I could see two. If, if they lose three games, that would be, I'd be pretty surprised, but I mean, they could. I do think I think Texas, Kansas State are pretty have kind of through two games. They're kind of like up here. Big on Kansas State. They're kind of up here, and everybody else is doing one of these each week. Like you know, yeah, behind them. Uh, But like, if you were
0: power ranking, where would you power rank Cincinnati right now? Okay, so Texas seven, eight.
1: Yeah, let me just think this real quick. Texas, one. Kansas State, two. I'd still probably put Oklahoma, three. Uh, Kansas, four. Just based off what I've watched so far, I'd probably put UCF, five, but that is with an asterisk because I don't know how long the quarterback's out. And then I'd pr- I'd have like TCU I don't know pro- yeah probably seven or eight but I'd have like TCU Oklahoma State Texas Tech and UC like like yeah. throw them up pick a name out, out of the hat however they fall I won't argue with you if if UC comes out sixth I won't argue with you and if they come out ninth I ninth, won't argue right. with you pick a name out of the hat yeah one of our favorite things to do here yeah I, that's kind of how I've seen it so far because all of them have kind of played a very similar schedule. Like as far as teams go, they've all kind of played that middle of the road, power five game, Colorado being TCUs, which they clearly look much better than we all thought going into the season. Yeah. But all those teams have played that power five. Well, Texas tech's played out Oregon. They're easily the best team that that middle group has played, Um, but they've all kind of played that, Power five, home-and-home home game, and then an SCS team. So it's it's tough. It's still kind of tough to say. But I do think there's, like, Texas, Kansas State, then Oklahoma, Kansas, then that group of four, and then the rest. Fair. I think that's
0: seven, eight was kind of where I was thinking uh, with Cincinnati. And I think is that, what, one group above where maybe we were thinking – beginning of the season like in that six and six seven five range probably would have been 10 11 maybe
1: uh, it depends yeah it just depends on how the schedules break out but yeah sure i mean yeah because like what what did we say you know like everybody was up in arms that they got media pulled to pick finish 13th i'm like if they would got picked 11th would you have like would it have mattered that much different to you (laughs) <laughs> Which is
0: essentially where we picked them, roughly like ninth, tenth, eleventh, somewhere in there. Sixth, yeah,
1: you sixth, can sixth, certainly uh, go six and six and finish eight through tenth in the conference. Right, right. So no, I think they're, you know, I feel better about the long-term <clears throat> accomplishments of this season off of the first two games, just because to me, just the way that they've looked right. has, has given me more encouragement and that's what i said going into the year was like if they go four and eight or five and seven but they lose two games on the last second kick that's totally different than going five and seven and losing by 20 against the only like the three best teams you play right
0: i I just think that they've looked competent right like they haven't looked unorganized they haven't looked like a team with a new head coach and 23 transfers
1: well, I mean, like, that. Like, I'll use them as another example. Colorado, like, UC, Colorado, and I'm sure there's others. I don't know everybody's number of transfers or whatnot, but, like, this is telling me that if you have the right organization and you have the right culture and you have the right leadership and the right people identifying the talent, you can take a big transfer class and you don't need to burn a year trying to get everybody on the same page. Right. So like the old school year zero or whatever is gone. If you
0: have the cojones to do it.
1: Well, it should be like, I'm saying the expectation, like if, if all these teams can take on transfers and a new coaching staff and everything and not just be dreadful. I mean, the year zero thing was because it was like, there's so much turnover. Like, You'll be lucky to win well, two games.
0: I would also say there's a difference that people didn't calculate. And that there's a difference between your coach leaving a wildly successful five-year stretch and firing a guy to because, you firing guy because the, the culture was bad. The talent was bad. Like nothing fit. Nothing was cohesive. Here, there were still leaders in place. There were still people, a lot of guys, even though – you have 23 transfers and 10 freshmen. You still had 50 guys that were part of the previous culture. That I don't think the new culture is so vastly different in terms of right what is expected. That they were able to bring those 23 guys in like pretty seamlessly and incorporate them into what was already working here, like. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. I agree. I just think there's different levels that people don't talk about. Well. When you talk about new coach, let's rate all the new coaches. Well, some of them are are granted a situation that is inherently better than some of the others. Sure. That's all. And we'll B-Mac see how- says, uh, <clears throat> oh, "Sorry, Cincinnati is favored in the rest of their games besides Oklahoma.
1: I mean, we'll see when we get to them. That's today. Sure, that's a that's a moving target. <laughs> if you see loses three games in a row, I don't think they're going to be favored in that fourth game. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. But I think Dave, everybody's you know, over their skis
0: right now. Are all,
1: hey, I, I'm excited too. But I think we still got you know, and I, and I, that's what I was going to say is we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. But I think initially in the first two games. We're seeing a peek into why John Cunningham was so, you know, steadfast in finding a sitting head coach and finding one that has managed a team on a similar level as the Big 12. Because all of those things that we're talking about have been fairly seamless because this coaching staff and everybody has kind of just put on a different polo, so to speak. Yeah. Like, you're not – like, I was a big proponent of Sean Lewis. I was a big proponent of John Summerall, and John Summerall's been a head coach for a couple of years. But, um, but like, we're seeing, you know, what, what when you make that type of a hire, I think through through two games, we're seeing why you want to do that. Because they look very organized, they have integrated all the new players in what, from the outside, appears to be a pretty seamless fashion.
0: Well, like Braden Smith, Xavier, Xavier Henderson, D. Wiggins, um, th- like th- those guys don't look new. They don't look like they're like they're be- like they're finding comfort. Dan Greshick doesn't look like he's finding comfort. Like, you know, I I, I think it's – that's the interesting part is, like, they they don't look – they don't look like it's taking time. Well,
1: yeah, they're playing fast. They're playing aggressive. You know, we saw a couple situations, and I think Coach even mentioned it maybe on the Coach's Show, about, like, there's a fine line between trying to use the clock and then when you sub – on that couple seconds too late, where you then have to give the other team yeah. the chance to sub. I think he said, like, if you sub around 17 seconds left on the play clock, you're going to run your timeout. You're either going to get a delay game or going to need to call a timeout. By the time that fat D tackle jogs his ass off the field and the other fat D lineman waddles his way in, like, you know, they're not exactly in a hurry to make their substitutions for oh, you. Oh, I thought
0: Briggs did that shit on purpose constantly last oh, year. Oh,
1: you should. Yeah. Like you're not. I would walk just to well, see if did. see he, if they would penalize me for legitimately just walking. So he walked like this. They're like bounce your upper body while your yeah. lower body just walks.
0: Yeah, he was walking like this, so it looked like. Oh, and then
1: like so don't set don't send the sub on until the guy coming off yeah. is totally off the field. <laughs> like yeah, at least close. Yeah, I would push the limit and see what you know. See if they called a delay game penalty on you for for doing something like that. But, you know, that that, that happened a couple times, but, like, we haven't seen where guys are looking around being like, you know, what's going on? Or guys are running routes and Emery's throwing the ball here and another guy's over here and they're coming back to the huddle, like, talking to play out.
0: I think we saw our first substitution slow play call timeout in the first half against Pitt, and nothing else has really even been close. Like
1: I don't feel like we're getting a lot of this. At the, no, at like snap defensive. the ball, snap yeah. the, like or or Scott on the sideline being like hurry yeah. up, hurry up. Right.
0: Like, I don't
1: feel like we're getting a lot of that.
0: I thought we got it once and I guess he mentioned it yesterday that offensively like, you know, we got to we got to be more cognizant of like
1: Yeah, if we're gonna, if what, we're going to yeah, sub, what, yeah. If we're going to sub, then we need to to do it and not, yeah. you know, wait Eight ten until seconds. twenty seconds.
0: Yeah, right. because if you wait until twenty seconds, then you're going to be right at you know at the wire snapping the ball.
1: Right, but no, I mean the op I mean, that was the biggest thing I talked about is like what does the operation look like? It looks good so far, so good. And I expect it to continue this week, and then uh, and then we get all jacked up for the first Big Twelve game. Where apparently there'll be SI swimsuit models on campus.
0: Do we get to pick?
1: Which ones? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. I I know the four that are going to be at Houston this weekend.
0: So when I lived in LA, right where we lived was kind of a little (laughs) surf spot. And uh, Marissa Miller, who ended up being a cover girl.
1: She she became quite famous.
0: Um, That was, you know, she was... A nobody. Early, yeah, nobody. And she would surf in that spot. And we would all just be like, uh, <laughs> right? Like, who is that? Right. Uh, And then she became very famous. So if she could be there and I could tell her that, you know, we used to surf uh, at the same am um, I'm sure
1: she would remember.
0: She would remember surfing at that spot. She absolutely would not remember me.
1: Well, that's what I mean, you.
0: Yeah. Particularly. Well, I've added a person now, Dave. I've met people that I grew up with and knew for <laughs> like 15 years that don't know me when they see me. So that's humbling. <laughs> and then I talk and they're like, oh, Chad, why didn't you talk earlier? You loudmouth fuck. <laughs> see, I don't look like that. I don't look anything like that anymore, Dave. gotta look up to get the visual effect
1: i've seen that several times
0: i don't look like that anymore people (laughs) expecting that that's not what they get anyhow yeah national scene before we get out of here anything nationally that's mm, surprising you
1: not really surprising no i'm i'm in i'm very i'm I'm interested in the Ohio State-Western-Kentucky game this weekend. Oh, okay. Not because I think Western's going to, to win. Um, I'm, I think Ohio State might have a really good defense. It's also hard to tell after, you know, Indiana playing Indiana's offense and Youngstown State.
0: But you would also, they they brought in last year an awesome defensive coordinator. You would expect it to take a year or so to like right. really get it right. I'm interested
1: to see how that game goes for next week when they play Notre Dame. Cause I think Notre Dame is good. Good. And I'll, um, I'll be interested to see what their offense does in a game that Western might like not, they're not going to stress them, but like there's, Western's got some good offensive talent. I mean, they got a quarterback that's probably going to get drafted. He's really good. Um, so how do they look, comparatively speaking, going into a game at Notre Dame next week? That's, yeah. that's an interesting, interesting national game this week that's kind of like off this the radar. Segment,
0: this segment's going to be a lot longer next week. The interesting oh. games this week are uh, almost non-existent.
1: Oh, I don't think there's a single ranked ranked game this week, and there's I can think of I think five or six off the top of my head. Nick for next week. Will Western Kentucky cover? What is it? like thirty uh, five? I would probably take I would probably take the points.
0: Take western of the
1: points. Probably.
0: I think it's going to be like 27,
1: 32, 34, something like that. 28, yeah. yeah. 42, 14, 45, 14. Sounds about right. I hope Ohio beats Iowa State because I got the Bobcats over seven and a half wins this year, and then their quarterback got hurt 10 minutes into their first game. <laughs> so, yeah, I need them to win, Jason. They're they're only giving them like it's at so it's at it's in Athens like he said and I think they're only giving them like who are two? they playing Sorry, Iowa, Iowa State. It's playing No. you.
0: They can't score. Like their offense is dreadful.
1: Yeah, I mean they scored thirty against Northern Iowa and then thirteen against Iowa's really good defense. How much was Northern Iowa though? Like their defense set up? Oh, I'm probably. I mean, I am, I'm perpetually interested in the Brian Ferentz drive for 325. It's not going well. No, because on your – they had two games that they should have been, like, padding the stats on, and they scored 24 against Utah State and 20 against Iowa State. Right. So, yeah, they're going to have to score, like, in the 30s against some actual Big Ten teams soon thoughts on the happenings in Madison <laughs> um I don't know I, I sent out a, a piffy tweet late Saturday night that's all I got you did
0: see. you did it was funny yeah I got <laughs> some uh are you gonna get in trouble for that and I was like
1: no like I didn't send it you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't coach here anymore like I don't care right Really stupid. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> who's going to the equipment manager, being like, "Hey, can you put team in big block letters on the back of all of my jackets?"
0: Right. You're going to get made fun of at some point. <laughs> like, like you're going to get made fun of by for brick by brick and hold the rope. Yeah, and, rep- represent
1: um, the sea and uh, what uh, champions of life, champions of champions- life, five star hearts. <laughs> Yeah,
0: uh, Big Ten West absolutely sucks this year. It's uh, not good. Reds repeat like that's, what, that's why good. I had
1: that's why I had uh, Wisconsin over eight and a half too. Yeah, because they got a whole that bunch. Of, they got a whole bunch of Northwestern and Purdue and Nebraska and, <laughs> and Minnesota on the schedule.
0: Matt Rule not the
1: instant answer in uh, Nebraska. Uh, no. Jeff Sims doesn't seem to be the answer at quarterback. Their defense isn't terrible.
0: Yeah, I think Matt Rule's is going to have a, a strong program.
1: Oh, he'll get it. I think he'll get it figured out. Is it going to be enough for them? Well, we'll see. I mean, the Big Ten West is going away. So you could have years right. where, you're, where you're getting, you know, three out of the four big dogs, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You know? It'll be interesting to see when that first time the schedule comes out and somebody's playing like Ohio State, USC, and Penn State. And Michigan and uh,
0: Oregon. It's true. <laughs> I didn't even think
1: about the Oregon-Washington part.
0: <laughs> yeah, like now all of a sudden, there's not three or four big dogs in the Big Ten. There's a lot of hungry mouths at the top of that league. I, I guess that's an interesting. Like if you're Luke Fickle, do you look at the Big Ten differently if you knew – Oregon and Washington were also coming. Hell yeah! Because guess what? You're gonna probably you're gonna probably be playing both of those teams. And
1: right you're getting, well, you're just getting rid of divisions. Like you're not guaranteed in your eight conference games to play Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, Minnesota. You know, every year. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a different
0: deal that, now. That job changed real quick. That job change because Big Ten left. like yeah I get it like let's go let's go battle Iowa every year to be oh yeah I mean
1: under the Iowa. under the old conference yeah. alignment and if it if it you know if, if you put the twelve team playoff into the previous years like Wisconsin's one of the teams that would have benefited the most from yeah. a twelve team playoff like they were always winning nine ten games yeah. Yeah. going to the Big 10 championship and then losing to Ohio State and not going to a 14 team playoff, they would have been in the 12 team playoff all the time.
0: Right. And now all of a sudden, you're you're Wisconsin. Like you're going to be on Ohio State's schedule regularly. You're going to be on Michigan's schedule regularly. You're going to be on Penn State's schedule regularly because you're one of what is considered the higher like the above the fold at least, like you're one of the upper half teams, oh, yeah, or you were. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. They haven't adapted well to the air raid.
1: I, the, you mean, the um, you misspoke the dairy raid, <laughs> you know, that's what they're calling it, right? Oh my god, the dairy raid doesn't
0: dairy make you lethargic, lethargic heavy? Like, no, they,
1: having Tanner Mordecai as your quarterback does
0: that one. I will never, I'll never. I'd love to ask him that one day, like you dog walk that guy. You made him look like.
1: Maybe he just gave Phil Longo carte blanche to, to bring in whatever quarterback he wanted. Like if you're yeah, going to let,
0: when Phil Longo gonna brings gonna let me... Tanner Mordecai to you, you go,
1: no, I know. But if you're going to let no. the guy bring this offense in, like, don't like the old Bill Parcells things. Like if you're going to let me buy the groceries, you may as well let me cook the dinner. Like.
0: Yeah, but I would have I would have vetoed that one. All right.
1: Yes, you, he said it the other way around. If you're gonna have me hit right. the dinner, you you've you gotta let, let me, buy me buy the groceries. groceries. Right. Uh when uh, is I don't even know what time the backyard brawl is. So it, it totally is totally dependent on right when our game is.
0: We do not have satellite TV at the Simone family tailgate.
1: No, we do not. No, nope, it's at seven thirty. I will not be watching.
0: No, we'll be watching Cincinnati beat the piss out of Miami. Yes. Nip at night. Haven't had one of those on a Saturday since 2019.
1: 2019. Correct.
0: So excited about that. How many, what's the over under on what is supposed to be a perfect football day?
1: Are we talking jello shots and beers?
0: I mean, I think we have to. We have to, don't we? Uh,
1: What's the UC spread? 14 and a half right now. 14. That's it. Yeah, it was started. It opened at 17 and went down to 14 and a half like almost immediately. Yeah, this is like a what's Vegas know that I don't know. Like, do they know like 10 guys are getting suspended tomorrow or something? What? Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, if it's 14 and a half, are you going over 14 and a half beers and jello shots? Uh, GMAC, that wasn't a Saturday, the ECU game.
1: Correct. I'm going over. Okay. Uh, let You're going
0: to do at least eight or nine jello shots. At least? On a, on a Saturday, <laughs> seven o'clock kickoff. You guys are going to get there at what, like four?
1: No, before I'll be there before that.
0: Three thirty, yeah. There's gonna yep. be at yep. least eight or nine. Current line, is, current
1: line is the current line is fourteen and a half over unders forty five and a half. I. Here's an interesting one for you. There is an early line out on the OU UC game. What do you think it is? Oklahoma nine and a half. Oh my! Did you did you see this? No. It is nine and a half on FanDuel.
0: I may not be good at gambling, <laughs> but I would be good at setting lines.
1: Yeah. Early line, nine and a half. I'll be interested to see where that goes when it's, you know, officially set for game week. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fair line, though. I think, yeah. I mean –
0: Oklahoma's gonna be heavily favored, Like I get it. Get it. Big Reds win, Dave. They they beat the Tigers. Thank thank God. God. Four to
1: three.
0: They baseball's threw 14 relievers in the baseball's game. Baseball's
1: still still going
0: on, huh? Baseball is still happening, Dave. There's like 15 games left. That's that's It's like two weeks of baseball left. All right, you got anything else? Spoken like a true Mets fan.
1: They, they they didn't <laughs> even hold my attention to training camp this year. That's how bad they were. You, you know it's gonna be a bad year when the the best closer in the sport tears his knee celebrating a meaningless exhibition game, yeah, in like March or whatever. Uh so I pretty much stopped paying attention immediately. <laughs> you never even got into Mets baseball this year. No, I mean what what a, I said this to my buddies the other night, I was like. What a rough weekend for the city of of New York. You had Mets and Yankees stink. The Giants lost by 40. Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles on the fourth play of the game on 9-11. That's a pretty depressing weekend for NYC. That's the ultimate kick in the
0: nuts New York City weekend.
1: Oh, it's like Giants sucked. At least we got the Jets. Everybody's fired up. Aaron Rodgers and then just boom. And then they still won. (laughs) Did you see the bar in Green Bay? Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. Yeah. That was
0: outstanding.
1: Everybody had to pay their tabs.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I
1: can can only imagine if, like, me and all my friends were there, like, fresh out of college or something, and that happened. We'd have been ordered. I mean, the drinks we would have been ordering and then had to pay for at the end of the night. How did
0: we have a $300 tab? Damn it.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen threw three interceptions to the same guy. That's how. <laughs> uh,
0: you got anything else?
1: Recruiting. There'll be some There's some names already dropping. Um, you know, we'll for, hopefully but, have that tomorrow for or visits. Friday for a
0: visit list.
1: Uh, Drayden Peavy or Peavy from Cincinnati. Big defensive lineman. I guess his changed plans. Was going to go to the backyard brawl and now has decided to come to the UC game. And then Caden Pining is, a, I believe, a 2025 tight end from Anderson. He just tweeted that he will be attending as well. I think there's a 2024 defensive end from Alabama, Drew Collins, that I do not believe has an offer, but I think he is visiting, whose brother actually gets snapped for Florida at D-tackle this year as a true freshman. Yeah. So he might have some... You know, stock in his in his blood, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see who else shows up. And then, obviously, next weekend is going to be the the big one. But uh, anybody on the basketball side coming to town this weekend?
0: Malachi Moreno, uh, who was just uh, bumped up in the rankings, now a top fifty kid in twenty twenty five, will be there. for He's
1: twenty five sure. or twenty six.
0: Twenty five, I believe. Twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll do some more digging. We've been dealing with a a concussion here the past couple days. There's
1: there's no one like for twenty four or twenty five that they've been on for a while. That's
0: well Moreno. They've been on well, right? Yeah, but um, no. That everything's kind of pointing towards next weekend. Like they, they obviously early circled Oklahoma as uh, let's put all our chips on the table for that one. And there is a little bit more rumbling that Cincinnati is, uh, you know, in a, in a great position for Tyler Betsy. I saw that you know, on a,
1: a uh, on a, yeah, a competitor site. But. Yeah. Um,
0: i I like where they're at. I think Cincinnati, Alabama, UConn kind of hanging around.
1: Should we get the brooms out? For hey, tyler betsy I, mean,
0: I don't know if he's coming i need to check with him and see if well he's i mean accompanying yeah i don't yeah i don't you know sometimes they'll bring a coach with them yeah and i'm sure kane's angling for uh don't kane to
1: come on his own
0: yeah probably cheap to yeah probably on a high school coach's salary you can sure. just readily make sure. those trips from uh from connecticut to, to cincinnati but uh, um, Tyler Betsy and Jace Richards will uh, will be at the Oklahoma game. So, um, any young guys, anything else uh, for Miami? I will uh, I'll have up here in the next day or two. And like I said, hopefully the the basketball or the football list will be up here. Soon. Do you
1: think there could be more at the Oklahoma game?
0: I mean, are those kind of
1: the, are those kind of the only two like major ones that we've been talking? Well, about? Well, I mean, they they
0: officially visited. LeBaron.
1: Well, the one, the 2025 kid is that this week or Oklahoma? The is it Sutton or Smith or something?
0: Um, I think that's Oklahoma.
1: Okay. Um, I know, I, I don't know.
0: I, I, like, look, if you're both on, undefe- if Cincinnati's undefeated. Oh, sorry, Oklahoma
1: White. S- yeah, Caleb, Sadiq Caleb White. White. Yeah,
0: Cedric. No, White. yeah, Cedric
1: um, White, Oklahoma. Um,
0: I, I think if you're big noon kickoff, like you have all of that stuff going for you. You do everything you can to get as many kids here as, as humanly possible. Um, but a lot of this stuff is orchestrated weeks and months in advance. So sure. maybe they throw some regional kids together uh, uh, to get here um, between now and then. Uh, but we'll be on it. We'll be on it.
1: Looks like you, um... uh
0: If, and you know, if Big Noon kickoff is here next Saturday, and there are not a plethora of creative Chase Richards and Tyler Betsy signs in attendance, I will be disappointed.
1: Disappointed. I I agree. Oh, let me see here, Mike. Uh, looks like they had a visitor today. Football, 2025 64 Mike Tyler's stopped by. I'm trying to find some info on him, but he just tweeted.
0: All right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. I don't really have anything else. If you're good, I'm good.
1: I am good. I'm ready for uh, – Another week that's flying by. Yeah. Get this in. Now, now we're gonna have you know just like that we're gonna have three out of four games are gonna be home games. So we're gonna go on a a a spell of road games here coming up. Road game, bye week. You know, home, home, and then it's really gonna feel like everything's on the road for the back half of the year. Yeah.
0: Win, win as many as you can now, sir.
1: Yeah. Stack those W's.
0: Yep. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks to uh, all of our partners, Holy Grail, Home Field, Turtles Brew, and Team Ticker. We will see you next time. That is the BCJ Podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on BearcatJournal.com.